everyone, and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com, iTunes, or whatever you're listening to us, Stitched Up. Stitched Maybe. Up. Uh, we were stitched up. Well, yeah, we were just then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Will Ospreay, the music that brings us in to the start of the show. Hello, boys. How you going, Tony? You doing well? Thank you a lot. How are you? I'm going well. Good day, Tony. Long time no see. Been ages. We've, uh, yes, we caught up for a coffee this morning. What do you mean, we? Well, you, Us you weren't you invited. Work. What happened? We had work to do. We didn't, oh, but you did. Oh, we yeah, did. No, oh, we did. Yeah, we had, we Hang had, on. We were working. You know, we were working on uh, mypodcasthouse.com. Oh, okay. As uh, he now has the title of sales some, director. I have some time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the product. Uh why did we play the music of Will Ospreay? Obviously, because New Japan Wrestling's here this week. No, happy coincidence. We will get into that. In the second half of right. the show. Look played it to because that. he's alive, Tony. Uh, maybe because he's alive. No, because he's alive. That's why we played oh, it. Okay, I look forward to hearing about that. Uh, if you want to support us, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a review. It does really help us a lot. We'd love to have a chat to you too if you want to be involved with uh, a podcast of your own. Get in touch. And if you want to check out some of our other podcasts as well, On The Grid is available on mypodcasthouse.com if you're into motor racing. Who hosts that? Myself. And must uh, be go good and have then. a listen to that as award winning on well, the grid. Uh, well, you're exactly right. Four time uh, V8 Supercar Podcast of the Year. Well done, Tony. Mm, thank you very much. Well uh, Philippe Brothers and Bad Luck Farley, boys, the episode last week. Folks, if you haven't heard it, go and listen to it. Also, my close personal friend Gino Gambino's Gambino, Gambino, yes, on those episodes. Too. Exactly. Well done to you guys uh, on the chat with Gino and Bad Luck Farley. Yeah, and uh, that episode. Uh, it's blown up on social media again today on Twitter. Uh, an audio file got um, shared by Nick, who runs uh, Women's Wrestling Gifts. Thank you, Nick. And uh, it, was more, it was the part where Gino talks about you need to support Australian wrestling if you want it to keep going. You need to support the Brat Pack as if they're big, as as if they're going to be the next uh, New Japan Tag Team Championship. Yeah. If that's what you want to see, it was it was good. No, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and the Philippe brothers, of course, uh, just going from strength to strength. Making their debut with New Japan Pro Wrestling on Sunday in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. should be really good. So, yeah, give give those two uh, interviews a listen leading right. into the big shows this weekend. Before we get into the second half of the show, we've got to do the first half. And the first half is an interview that you guys recorded a couple of weeks ago. On last, her last, week. last week. On her return back from America. She's had a fantastic time overseas. Her name is Shazza McKenzie, and she caught up with Welshie and Lyle for a chat seven days ago. Welshie and Lyle here for On The Turnbuckle, and we are joined by a special guest on the phone, Shazza McKenzie. Shazza, thanks for joining us. Hello, thank you for having me. Hey, how's your jet lag going? I know you've only, only been in the, back in the country a short amount of time. Um, it's not going great. I always Jet lag always kills me so much more when I come home than when I go that direction. I don't know. Someone once told me there's some like theory behind why it, it actually is like supposed to like it's not just me in my head. Like it actually does hit you worse when you travel against the I, wind or whatever. I it agree is. with you. I agree with you. When I go overseas you're excited and and it's interesting. When you get back, I think just, just getting yeah. home plays a part of it because you're not as busy the yeah, first day back. Yeah. Everything's boring again. You're like, oh, it's just my bed, my normal bed. <laughs> it's just my wardrobe, my normal wardrobe. 
Uh, boring. <laughs> uh, your year so far has been anything but boring, uh, I would like to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's been all right. It's been a bit wacky. I want to um, all over the place. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit to start with about uh, the decision you made to bet on yourself, quit your job, and have a a massive crack at uh, overseas indies this year. Yes. Um, so I first I made the decision in it would have been like October. Oh no, November last year. So it was literally the like. So I did my shimmer trip in October. Um, and then I'm pretty sure the week I got back, because I'd just gotten married the week before Shimmer, so we had all this money that was supposed to be our honeymoon money, I guess. I mean, we were supposed to go and, and like, go to a beach or something, you know, <laughs> normal, Standard normal stuff, things yeah. that people are supposed to do. Um, and instead, when I got home from um, Shimmer, I was just like, Jordan, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I need to, I need to do this. Like, I need to go wrestle, like... <laughs> I can't play wrestler anymore. So we took all that money and booked a holiday. Well, not a holiday. We booked um, flights like pretty much that week. And then um, I booked like accommodation with like this Airbnb, which was actually like, so fun fact for anyone that uses Airbnb. If you book an Airbnb for more than I think it's 28 days, um, you pretty much get 50% off after that. So it ends up, pretty much being the same as paying rent on an apartment um but you get like your internet and all your water and gas and every like everything's just there so it's much cheaper than trying to actually rent an apartment fun facts and um yeah and obviously you were more successful at booking a b&b than what jxt was when he got to the u.s <laughs> oh my god yeah he was telling me he i was uh yeah but then he, he's not in his airbnb anymore he's no. now in someone else's um couch like, the couch, yeah, <laughs> which doesn't sound like an upgrade, but apparently much of an upgrade. No Actually, no, I did. I saw I picked him up for a show, um, and saw the uh, like area that he was living in, and he's living in a very nice area now. So it's a massive like, upgrade. Yeah, like he's 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 in a very classy area, and I we were me and Solo as we were driving up to the apartment, we're like how does this guy, what, well, how did he afford to live? And then he explained that he hadn't been living there the whole time. And we were like, oh, that makes more sense. Because I was like, how did you afford to live here for three months? Because this would have whew, cost a pretty penny. But, yeah, so I basically booked it all back in November and then kind of knew I was going to do it and then started, like, putting feelers out because – after going to America something like 10 or 11 times over the past seven years, I I hoped that I had made a few uh, connections, um, which luckily I had. Um, so <laughs> I started um, figuring it out from there. And then I didn't want to tell my work because I didn't want them to uh, make me leave my job earlier. <laughs> so It's always a delicate I, balancing act, that isn't it? Yeah. Like I didn't – like that – I wanted to make sure I had money until I was leaving <laughs> um, because I had mentally prepared to have money until I was gone. And then I was like, okay, once I'm in hustle mode, I'm in hustle mode. But hustle mode is a lot easier to hustle in – well, not easier, but there's a lot more for me to hustle in America than there is for me to hustle in Australia. Um, so I needed it to be when I was going to America that I finished my job. Um 
so yeah so luckily I told them and I mean I probably I did tell them that like I had some huge opportunity and stuff because I didn't want them to think I'd <laughs> just quit my job <laughs> to be um, a poor person um in the middle of nowhere uh which is what I had done but I wanted them to think that I'd done something good with all the stuff that I'd been talking to them about for the seven years that I'd worked there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Just, just had to. I'm, I'm. I'd just gotten married, so like I felt like it was. If I don't do this now, I'd, I've got to start having like a mortgage and like babies or something soon. Um, and I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to wrestle. So, just got to do this. And last year wrestling, uh, while planning a wedding and uh, all that sort of stuff, uh, did that take a toll on on your wrestling career, or uh, like, does this freshen you up this year? Or, um, yeah, well, last it was a lot last year. Um, I remember being like, okay, I'm not going to wrestle three months before um, I get married. Like that's what I was like that when I first booked the wedding. I, that was my cutoff. I was like, three months. That means. Um, if anything happens, like if I break a leg, break an arm, whatever, three months is enough time that I'm not walking down the aisle in a cast. So <laughs> I gave myself that thing originally. Then I got into King of Trios, which was six weeks before the wedding. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, six weeks is enough time. That's cool. Then um, Super Showdown uh, happened in October and the scouts were like, oh, hey, hopefully see you at that MCW show the week before your wedding. And I was like, cool, guess I'm going to wrestle six days before I get married then. Lucky, lucky you were marrying a wrestler is all I can say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then I ended up, I think I had like one bruise on my arm, but like whatever, I'll survive. I, I walked down the aisle and that was what was important. I, didn't, I just didn't want to be on crutches. <laughs> so everything was fine. But that like, it's yeah, I still ended up wrestling the whole time that I was doing this and then working my full-time job um, that decided to have a complete system overhaul the like month before my wedding and I was in charge of that like it was just it was a crazy time and I don't know how I did it all Um, so it's nice to not have (laughs) those added stresses on me now I guess but like I also um now that I don't have a job and I don't have like a wedding to plan or anything, I still feel like I don't have enough time. So um, someone once told me they were like, you'll, you will always, you'll only ever make time for what you need to do. So like, I don't know, there's some weird psychology thing behind it. Like, because I don't need to do lots of things, I'm still going to panic about the things that I do need to do. And it's still going to feel like I'm running out of time. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Even though I have plenty of time because literally all I have to do is wake up, go to the gym, maybe do some laundry, eat some food and go to training. But there's more housework to do when you're home. Oh, my God. There's so much. (laughs) (laughs) So much housework. Bullcrap. The laundry just doesn't stop. Now, now, um, from my research, while while you're over in the US, you you had twenty five to thirty matches across twenty one to twenty two promotions. How many of those were pre planned compared to booking them on the fly while you're already over there? Well, I can give you exact numbers because I read <laughs> yes. I wrote it all down. 
I had 33 matches at 30, no, 28 different companies. Um, and, oh, no, yeah, some, yeah, I think it was 28 different companies. Uh, I don't know, lots of stuff. Um, most of it was already pre- pre-booked. I think I got four bookings while I was over there. Um, but a lot of it, and like not so much got it because I was over there, got it in a sense of we had talked about where I was going to work for them, but they didn't have their dates set uh, like per se before I'd gone over and then they'd sort of slotted in and they were like weekday shows. So that was like Wednesday nights and Thursday night shows that I'd done. So they didn't interrupt any of the other random stuff, like, like any of my like weekends that were already pretty much booked. Before I went over, I had most of my stuff booked because I'm very neurotic and I need to know what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. And I need to have everyone who have sent me my flights to everywhere. And I need to know that there's going to be a roof over my head every day because those are the things I stress about. And booking 33 shows, that's almost a full-time job in itself. Oh, it was a lot. <laughs> Trying to, like, because I, I ended up in Chicago a bunch. And so I'd be, like, each week time I had to go to Chicago, I'd be, like, searching in my emails. I'd just search Chicago to try and find my itinerary. <laughs> and then I'd be, like, oh, wait, no, that's next week. Oh, no, that's, like, two weeks ago. Oh, what crap, which one is it? Oh, wait, am I flying into Midway or am I flying into O'Hare, like, there's two airports in Chicago. <laughs> like, what am I doing? So it got, yeah, it got very confusing. <laughs> but we made it. We, I got on all the planes that I needed to get on, and I got in all the cars that I needed to get in. So we're good. <laughs> what was the what was the highlight? If you could pick out one or two highlights, what, what were they? Um, so I, I think I have three highlights. So um, the first two happened sort of at the start of the trip. So um, Shimmer Weekend was the first weekend that I was over there um, and I main evented um, for the Shimmer title on the Sunday, so like the main event of the entire weekend. Um, that was a great match, a, by the way. Yeah, that was a really fun match and it's a really it's a hard position to be in as well because by that point, especially with Rise now on Fridays as well, like that crowd has sat through what 30 30 to 40 hours of wrestling by now like they're exhausted so to get any reaction from them um at 7 p.m on the sunday night is really hard um and i felt like we got a good reaction so i was really proud of that um and then my second favorite moment would have been um the joey janela spring break uh takeover because that was just lots of fun to be a badass and swing light tubes which is not something I ever want to do again because the uh, poison is very strong and hard to breathe, but it was fun <laughs> fun to do <laughs> once. Um, and then my third favourite uh, thing was my match with uh, Kylie Ray, which was like uh, my, my last weekend that I was – the last full weekend that I was there wrestling. Um, and that was like the only match that I'd like asked for the entire – like when I – went over, I was like, this is who I want to wrestle. And I'd asked and I'd asked and I asked. And like this promotion had said, yep, yep, we're going to get, do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And I was like, I don't believe you until like, until you announce that I don't believe you. And then they announced it. And then, and like, it was such a panic as well. Like we both got there. Um, 
the show was like on the second match by the time we got to the venue, like, cause my plane had been delayed and it was like all this chaos, but then the match still ended up being really fun and cool and happiness. It seems like being in the room with Kylie Ray would be happiness. Yeah. She like, that's her legitimately. She's legitimately just the happiest human you'll ever meet and the most genuine human you'll ever meet. Like, I really wanted to not like her. Like, <laughs> I really wanted to hate her because I was like, this bitch is super successful. How dare she? But then she was just really, really nice and just the best human ever, and I love her, so I can't. Um, I want to take you back to the Joey Janela, uh, the clusterfuck match that we – because we were definitely watching that, texting each other. Is Shazza <laughs> going to turn up? Is Shazza going to turn up? Because of the social media buzz that you'd been building – in the months leading up, yeah. Uh, what what was the crowd reaction like inside the venue when all the ladies came out and and basically were almost the highlight of my WrestleMania weekend? <laughs> um, it was crazy. It was like it took like this little like there was like this few minutes where it took for the fans to kind of like click what was happening, where they were just kind of like, "Oh, the girls are in the match," and then they're like, "Oh, wait, no, the girls aren't in the match. No, they're just." They're just here effing stuff up. Like, and then, like, once they realized that that was, ha- like, once we started tearing the ring apart and um, someone was like, oh, we didn't really realize it until you dragged Joey out with the <laughs> with the thing saying, I was like, really? Like, that's when you got it? Like, not when we, there was just girls. But, but okay. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, as long as you got it at some point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was real fun. It was, Yeah. It was just such a crazy – because the venue wasn't like a – it wasn't a huge venue, but it was packed. Like, the fans were literally, like, up next to the ring. So it was just craziness. It was really fun. Yeah, it, we spoke to Martina about it, and she said it was amazing. Yeah, it was wild. And they're one of the hardest tickets to get on WrestleMania weekend as well. So, you know, those fans are going to be really hot. Yeah, everyone was like trying. Like I had friends that were trying to get tickets and everything like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it sold out real quick, and now they're already got like their venue and everything for next year. It's crazy. And you main evented PWA on the last weekend. Yeah, on Friday. Um, with my my twenty four hours in the country. <laughs> What's it like? I'm wide awake. Yeah, uh, getting off a plane, uh, main eventing. <laughs> a show that's getting streamed. Like they're important shows for PWA at the moment. Um, how, how does it feel to have that sort of, you know, trust from the company that your home company? Um, it was really cool. So um, originally, like at the start of the year when we got sent our dates, the June show was on June 15th, which is why when I booked my flight, I flew back on the Thursday because I was like, I'll have a day before I have to wrestle. <laughs> Everything will be fine. And then at some point that all got changed and then the show was on the Friday. It's Friday. And then uh, at some point during all of that, I ended up being in the main event and I was like, oh, great. I feel so fantastic about the performance that I am going to be able to put on. Um, and like, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot like, I think if I was wrestling anyone other than Jess, um, I would have been in full freakout mode. But the thing is when you're wrestling someone that you know so well and you're so comfortable with and you're so confident with, like, it's just easy. Like, um, yeah, I was like, whatever happens, I know that she's 
amazing, so this is all going to be fine. And if I fall asleep in the middle of the ring, then I fall asleep and we'll just keep going. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Did, did you feel slighted by PWA management that the show wasn't named after the champion, that it was named after the challenger? It seemed a bit strange from our end. Uh, no, I, I think... Um, I, I think I get it. Like this, I, I think the whole purpose of the show um, and the way I see it was that Jessica has always kind of um, like, so she came into PWA as one of the floozies, as Alan Hoffman's floozies, and she was just this little girl that was in a team. And then she was in a tag team with Charlie, and then they were champion, but they didn't really have like these huge matches that were synonymous with the PWWA championship prior to that. Um, and then obviously Charlie left and then I ended up back with the belt and it kind and she kind of, Jess has kind of just been, we, we all know how good she is because we train with her every week and we see her all the time and we, we know, but I think the whole purpose of that show, um, was for the world to see how good Jessica is. And that was her coming out show. And that show 100% deserved to be named after her. Um, and she 100% deserved her moment. And um, I think it was beautiful. And I hate her. She's evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you were a little bit <laughs> evil during the match in parts, and I really enjoyed it. Is that something that you're going to look to do a little bit more of? Yeah, I mean, like... I think the Sydney crowd, particularly the PWA crowd, um, they've watched me wrestle for over 10 years now. Um, like, I'm like, I've had a heel run in um, PWA before, but it's been four or five years since. Um, and so I think they're sick of happy-go-lucky shaz, and that's fine because, like, if you don't want that, then I'll give you something else and you're not necessarily going to like that, but I'll just do whatever I want to do because I can because I've been doing this for 10 years and I don't really need their approval or their stamp of approval to tell me that, I, that I'm good enough um, because I know I am. And people have short memories as well. I think once they see uh, different strings to the bow, uh, they'll remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Now, you're not in Australia for long. You have a uh, no. another tour on the other side of the world going to the UK. Uh, how excited about this this tour are you? I am, It's my first time in the UK, so it's very exciting. Um, I looked at the weather and it's actually colder in Australia right now than it is there, so I'm also excited for that. Um, so it's going to be a bit warmer because that has been a shock coming back here. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it's like the thing I love about wrestling – in 2019 is that there's so many options. There's so many different people to wrestle. There's so many different ways to tell a story. Um, so going to the UK just opens up hundreds more doors of different opponents and different stories to tell and different crowds to wrestle in front of and different people that have never seen me before. And um, maybe they're going to like me. Maybe they're going to hate me. Who knows? Uh, we're just going to, Go with it and see what happens. And you're wrestling. At, you're wrestling at Eve while you're over there. Yes. So that's uh, that'll that'll be an amazing show. Yeah, yeah. In the I'm I'm actually wrestling in their like home venue, like 
the first week that I get there, but for Southside because that like little bar venue that they normally do, um, Southside's running it, and then and that's where I'm wrestling the other Mackenzie Millie. <laughs> Uh, we we enjoyed having her down here for a, a couple of weeks uh, a few months ago, so hopefully she repays the favour and looks after you. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> now, what was the biggest difference between this US tour to the your first one? You know, was it 2012, I think? Yeah. Um, What's the biggest difference now? I mean, that was my the first time... I went over. I was like, I was pretty lucky that I actually had quite a few, I guess, dates set up before I went over. Um, for somehow, I don't even know how um, because it's so long ago. Uh, but I guess the, the biggest difference now is that I'm more confident in who I am as a wrestler and what I bring to the table. So I think I find it easier to negotiate and easier to um express what i uh, what value i bring to a show um and i think that is different to when you're first going over there and you're kind of no one knows who you are um you're you're a bit more timid you're a bit like oh maybe like if you just watch what i do maybe you'll like me um and then luckily because i've gone over so many times people a lot of people have watched what i do, do and they know what i do that i don't have to, I don't have to stress as much and be like, here's like 500 demo matches. I just go, hi, I'm Shazam McKenzie. They go, oh yeah, we're familiar with your work. Okay. Like, so that's, I think that's the biggest difference. It's like, okay, I have so, not, I wouldn't say a name value. I never, I hate that analogy. It, it is term. true. Though. Like, I hate, like, it is, but like, it is true though. I've built up like a reputation, um, through going over so often and through being at, like getting the exposure that I've gotten uh, with things that I've done um, that, yeah, I don't, I didn't have to really sell myself. And if I ever did, I was confident enough in what I was selling that it wasn't an issue, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, how important <laughs> has Shimmer been to getting your name out there, like as a promotion that's, widely known as the premier women's promotion in the world? I think Shimmer is so important. Um, I still think that there's a lot of uh, male wrestlers out there that still don't really comprehend what Shimmer is. Um, and when they're like, oh, like, where have you kind of worked? And you go Shimmer, they're like, oh, what's that? And I'd be like, really? But <laughs> um, so it's like a women's company. Um, but like, I think anyone that's watched the product of Shimmer knows and understands that that is the best female professional wrestling uh, in the United States um, and one of the best in the entire world. And to have moved my way through the rankings um, and into the position that I am in there as somehow I turned around and looked in the locker room and was like, oh, wow, I'm actually someone that's been here a lot longer than these other people now. Um, it's, yeah, like I think that um, has definitely helped me as a person and as a professional wrestler um, gain more respect and more more of a following, following through the fans and through um, 
the different promoters and bookers across um, America, a lot of people um, would be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're familiar with your work through Shimmer. Um, as Whereas I think of myself as a PWA wrestler. No one's like, oh, hey, we're familiar with your work through PWA. And I'm like, but that's what I do. PWA <laughs> is my home. I'm only in Shimmer once every six months, but okay. <laughs> that's the way of the world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. How much has social media helped in um, making the world not seem so large? Obviously, you know, 2012 might have seen a bit, you know, crazy to think someone's going to go all the way the other side of the world for wrestling. But now with streaming services and obviously uh, fans pushing everyone's name that they want to see in different promotions and stuff like that, has that helped uh, bridge the gap that, hey, it's not so such a crazy idea to bring someone from Australia? Oh, definitely. I think um, I remember on my first trip, I would be like, oh, I'm Australian. And they'd be like, oh, there's wrestling in Australia. <laughs> like, what? Like, whereas now I'm like, oh, I'm Australian. They're like, oh, like, that's kind of like booming now, right? Like, like Will Ospreay. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, kind <laughs> of, but like, not quite yeah, but we're getting there, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> soon but uh yeah so like i think now it's like people are like oh australia like that's a good wrestling country country it's not like oh australia huh is that near germany yeah that's what it used to be (laughs) yeah exactly so i think yeah i think that social media has definitely helped with that i think like um as australians for i don't think we like use Twitter enough as Australians because no one in Australia, like the general public in Australia doesn't use Twitter, but Twitter is such a huge thing over there that if you don't tweet and you don't use Twitter, it's just like you isolate this entire side of the market that you could be um, targeting. So I think that's my thing for everyone. Uh, Please get on Twitter because follow Shazza and us. Yes. Follow us all. (laughs) Um, and just have like banter on Twitter. I mean, I know I'm really annoying on Twitter, but because of my interactions on Twitter, I get more followers and then, um, people will watch me wrestle hopefully, or maybe they won't. Who knows? We'll just see. We'll see what happens. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up Twitter because you've had a couple of Twitter feuds in the last 12 months as well. Haven't you? Yeah. I haven't had any for a little while. I've been pretty like calm for the past like six months or so. But I'm, uh, I'm always willing to start a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I sometimes wake up and I see that you're trending and I'm like, what's Shazza said now? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun, though. Yeah, no, some, sometimes some fights on Twitter can get a bit out of control. Like this one time at Evolution, I tweeted that uh, Becky and Charlotte should have been the main event and the Bella Army, like, came oh. for me. Like, they are relentless you do not mess with the bella army because they will tear you down yes yeah, same as the vince russo followers there <laughs> oh will they oh they're horrible oh my god i want to start a fight with vince they're russo all, followers. they're all under aliases as well oh I'm, I'm going to start tweeting vince russo and tell him that um AEW and wwe aren't working together and then, <laughs> then all of their people will come at me you'll have some fun <laughs> you can always target the Sasha Banks 
followers as well. Yes, um, yes. Basically, anyone who considers themselves a stand of someone, they'll come hard at you. <laughs> yes. God um, bless the stand. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, so if you had a, a list of promotions that you wanted to work for, are there any left that you haven't ticked off or won't have ticked off by the end of the year? Oh. Oh. I mean, like, I have my list of things that I want to do. Um, and there's not necessarily promotions. I want to wrestle in Japan. I'm not picky promotion-wise. Like, my ideal promotion would be Tokyo Joshi Pro um, because I just think they're great and hilarious and they all have fun characters and I love watching it. Um, that would be my ideal. Um, but, like, other than that, like, I think, like, once I tick off UK, Japan's, like, the next big thing that I need to get under the belt. Um and then I just need a contract, guys. So <laughs> if someone could sort that out, we'd be fine. So 2020 Shazza in Japan, we we can go with us on that social media right now. Is it? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can. We can roll with that. <laughs> Too easy. If we just say it enough, it will come true. You put a right? hashtag behind it; it can get going. Anything can. Yeah, happen. we can. We can make it happen. <laughs> Um, yeah. Then the contract, obviously. Uh, yes, and that's, the contract comes after that. Um, right. Yeah, and look, seeing uh, more opportunities for wrestlers to work and earn a living, uh, it's got to be a pleasing time for a worker. Yeah, definitely. I think it's – for me, I just want to be able to live in America because I can make a decent living there Um, as much as I would love to make a decent living in Australia. I don't see that happening in my – my career span maybe or at least not in my like career span where it's not really awkward and shaz please retire <laughs> like stop like that part of my career span um it might happen in but <laughs> like not in the next handful of years um unless i'm already in that am i already in that phase not oh as far God. as we know <laughs> tell me i've if i'm in that phase can someone please tell me like, you just main evented. You just main evented PWA. Like, you're if I okay. Hit that phase, like, can someone tell me before I like take it too far? <laughs> like, I would much rather someone tell me than you guys be all like behind my back. Like, oh, why did you just quit? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. George Julio uh, is still wrestling, so yeah, that's true. Didn't he had a big retirement? He's had a few. <laughs> yeah, but like I remember, like a giant one with like Lobo and everyone came out. Like, it was a really big... There was, like, a cage match. Was there a cage match? Did I make that up? Oh, there probably was. They love a cage match down at NAW. Definitely a cage match. (laughs) Oh, good times. I think George... I haven't been down there for a while. I think George will wrestle till the very end, I think. Probably in the the ring is where... No, I don't want to say that. That sounds like I'm wishing, like, death or something, but I'm not. I just mean, like... I think that's where he'd be happy. Most happy. Like, that's where... Yeah. And the more retirements you have, the more comeback matches you can have. It makes, oh, it's a good story. Maybe I should retire. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've got too much You're on. You're selling me on it. You're selling me <laughs> on it, though. You're too busy to retire. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we've really enjoyed this. Uh, we'll let you go. I want to. Um, where can people catch you on social media? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Shaza underscore McKenzie. Uh, my Facebook is like Shazza McKenzie Pro Wrestler, but I'm sure if you just search Shazza McKenzie, it'll come up. Um, 
I now also have a Patreon if you want to help gonna, me. I was and... going to mention that and I forgot. <laughs> That's okay. Plug it. Plug my Patreon. Everyone, please uh, support my dreams. Um, I've only had it for like a week, but I'm trying to post really cool co- – well, not cool content. I'm trying to post stuff that I do in my day-to-day life um, and live streams and things like that uh, up on there so that it is interesting for you guys if you can follow me on it. Um, There's some really affordable page. options on that though, isn't there? Yeah, it starts at a dollar. But like if you want to sign up to $500 a month, like go nuts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I do not expect anyone to get that, do that. But I, if they do, I'm willing to do what is required of that tier, which uh, is like a monthly photo shoot or something, the kind which of is person, a lot of work. The kind of person <laughs> who pays that $500, just be careful what you promise. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Um, but hey, if anyone does want to sign up for $500, i am here for you. Um, but yeah, so patreon.com forward slash Shaz McKenzie. Um, and I also finally set up my big cartel. So I'm not just like being all like ghetto and selling through. Well, wrestler merch is down at the moment because it was too much work for Jordan while we were doing all the traveling stuff. So I'm going to use my big cartel for now, um, rather than just do it all ghetto through PayPal and DMs and stuff. So that's like Shaz McKenzie dot big, uh, big cartel.com. Awesome. Yeah. And how long to, how long till you're overseas again? Is it next week? Um, next week, yeah, next Tuesday I fly. Well, good so luck it's for Tuesday the... right now. <laughs> next Tuesday. So when people listen to this, you'll be already overseas. So uh, oh, good. So it'll be just just in time. You'll be getting over the jet lag, and you'll be jumping on another plane to yeah you know, bring can't it back. Wait. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, good luck with the UK adventure. Thank you. And we'll be keeping a close eye on you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That was Shazza McKenzie on the turnbuckle. Welcome back on the turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com, the music of Seth Rawlins. Brings us into the second half of the show. Before we talk about that, though, well done, guys. Fantastic interview with Shazza there. Yeah, she's um, – you can't help but like her when you're talking to her. She's quite endearing. Yeah, very infectious personality. Uh, and thank you to Shazza for squeezing us in. She wasn't back in the country long before she's – Well, she was here for a week. Out. Yeah. she's all right. So as you're listening to this, she's probably just landing in the UK. Wow. Fantastic. To start her tour. So, How yeah. long is she over there for? A month or so? Yeah. Excellent. And she's got yeah. some really good bookings. Uh, so I'm looking forward to following uh, her journey in the UK because it's her first time there. Yeah. No, well, still we'll... not over her American jet lag and she has to yeah. jump on another plane, so hopefully that corrects it. All right. Seth Rollins is the music that brings us in, boys. Yes. yes. Uh, that's probably – we'll talk about that in – oh, let's go straight with it. Yeah, he did try and burn it down, didn't he? Tweet? Well, yeah. I mean, he's tweeting uh, – he, he tweeted that – the best. So hang on, before you get into it, is it true that the Undertaker has come back into Raw? Uh, you look, it's on the it's on the rundown sheet. Can we just wait till we get You've to that? The You've already skipped to the third one. Oh. Let's not do the fourth one at the same oh. time. There is we have a run sheet for a reason this week. So let's talk about NJPW New Japan Wrestling Southern Showdown. <laughs> let's do that All right. because tickets are still on sale. You can get thirty five dollars tickets. Thirty five buck tickets. That is crazy. Yeah, for the people in the people in Sydney. Uh, I must say, are a bit spewing over it. 
Well, because our coffee's better. Sorry? Well, I'd be spewing if I had to drink a Sydney coffee. Yeah. <laughs> lockout rule laws. I'd be spewing yes. if I... Oh, I'd be spewing because my, we don't have lockout laws often, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, but uh, Southern Showdowns, Melbourne on Saturday, Sydney on Sunday, great cards. Um, get to the get to the show. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no excuse, especially, you know, Festival Hall, obviously, it's... Uh, it's historic. Saturday Night Festival Hall. There you go. What, what was the commentator's name? Jack, Jack Little. Little. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, it's a historic uh, event, and Will Ospreay versus... Uh, Robbie Eagles, or defending Will Ospreay. Friend of the show, Robbie Eagles. Yes, so make sure you get down there. $35, you know, they've released some last-minute tickets. They're still available. So There's yeah. not many available, so don't think that you can just uh, leave it to the very, very last minute and get a good seat, because I was speaking to the promoter today. There aren't many tickets left. Okay, no. it's going to be cool, great. That's excellent. Now, Will Ospreay isn't on the rundown, so I suppose I'd throw him in here. Uh, what were you? What did you mean? No, for? He's, the, he's in the Seth Rollins. Just follow the run sheet. <laughs> WWE just, stopping ground. Just trust. <laughs> what do you think of it? Bit of trust. I thought it was pretty good. He, he worked on this a long time today, Tony. He had a bit of. He had a, he had we a bit didn't of time. have production meetings beforehand. <laughs> seriously, uh, what do you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, most matches were either really good or forwarded the storyline, and I think that's all you really need from a pay-per-view. So, um, What's the next pay-per-view? Is it Stream Rules. Okay. Stream Rules. So, yeah, uh, I didn't want... Like, they didn't have much buzz going in, and but the matches were all really solid, and I enjoyed watching it. Am I the only one that watched it? No, no, I, I've watched it, or most of it. I haven't, haven't seen uh, some of the undercard, but, um, yeah, like you said... You were just a big... Baron Corbin fan, so you wanted to go straight to that, that match straight away, and then work my way backwards. Um, start high, go low. Yep. Um, yeah, like you said, it didn't have a lot of buzz, and it was sort of under the, my radar. And then last week, when you were reading out some of the matches, I'm like, oh, hang on, this is actually a pretty decent card. So, um, you know, not every pay per view for WWE has to be a WrestleMania. Uh, did get a bit of flat. Well, but- I mean, we wouldn't get any sleep if every every if every <laughs> WWE pay per view was a WrestleMania, they'd all Actually, it'd be a never-ending show that just kept going. It'd be yeah, yeah good point. finish one, go straight into the other. So no, it was good. Some really fun matches on there, and like you said, furthers the storyline in the other matches. I'm looking forward to uh, some of the matches they've already hinted at at Extreme Rules, so, such as. Well, do we go into the Undertaker? No, oh, yes, right. we will go into that. Yeah. Soon. Well, no, that's we'll get into that soon. That's not there. <laughs> Seth Rollins is next on the rundown. <laughs> Yes, and uh, Seth tweeted out that WWE is the best wrestling on the planet. Is that what he said? I think that was his first initial one when, uh, you know, obviously. Which has started a feud between Will Ospreay and the entire WWE roster. Yeah, so he he, he threw it out there because obviously the pay-per-view wasn't getting a lot of buzz and maybe the online Twitter verse was slagging it off. Uh, so, yeah, he went to bat for his home team, which is, you know, what, you do? what the top guy well, should do, or, you know, yeah. most of the guys should do. And, uh, yeah. I don't think he's the top guy. No, no, but he, I think yeah, he's, he's, I think champion. his partner's the top guy. Yeah. Uh, he, well, he is for the, I think that Becky's the top guy. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so there's a little bit of back and forth between fans and stuff like that. So then he, I think later in the day, or he doubled down on what he'd said. Well, he said no one alive is better. And, uh, and does what he does yeah. uh, so consistently. And Will Ospreay just tweeted him, I'm alive. <laughs> and, you know, well, it turns out someone's gone back and done the uh, stats. Will Ospreay's had 62 matches this year. Wow. and. Um, Seth Seth's had forty five. He also missed a month with a broken back, Seth. So yeah. So <laughs> nah, oh, people have taken. I I think you know the Twitter's verse has taken it maybe too seriously. I uh, just think a guy batting for his own team and Will Osprey did an interview uh, later. Well, you prefer a guy today. batting for his own team. Than of the course, other team. you have to. So oh look. It's a it's a beat up, but it's nice to talk about. So you've had yeah. Baron Corbin's weighed in. Yeah, <laughs> he, you know, poor guy, you know, Baron Corbin. Like I enjoy, I some like of his him. heel work, and um, you know, uh, Ricky Steamboat, he is not, but you know, not many le- people are. Yeah, he lent into that heel character, and he's going to cop a little bit of online about it. So no, good on him. But in the, at the end of the day, look, Seth is talking up the company he works for. Yes. Um. Will Ospreay's talking up the company he works for. I saw that uh, Tamatonga also uh, was talking up New Japan as the best wrestling. Which is great. Yeah, and look, we're sport for choice at the moment. WWE is inconsistent with its TV, but its pay per views are mostly, they've mostly been pretty good this year. Yeah. And New Japan is the in ring product is second to none. Yeah. Definitely. So, no, it, interesting. And, you know, knowing Will Ospreay, he, he could put his foot in his mouth a few times on Twitter. He's you know done I mean, it before. So. I don't think that was Will putting his foot in his mouth. No, no, I think he he could later on. This could, you know, I think spiral what, out a little what, bit. What Will's, what Will's done is generate a heap of buzz for New Japan. Perfect. Um, because he's got WWE's top guys quote-tweeting him. Yeah. So, if you're Will Ospreay's boss, if you're Mr. Craven... How happy are you? Yeah, very happy. Because this is the kind of publicity that you can't pay for. Especially... So well done to Will Ospreay, in my opinion. Yeah, well done. And, uh, yeah, especially leading into the G1 starting in Dallas next month. So good for the uh, the American audience. And the Australian audience this weekend. Exactly. We'll mention again. Did I hear that The Undertaker returned to Raw? Did you already mention that time? He did. <laughs> and he, it was, he fed him can't die. But it was really well done. You can't done. kill him off. It was actually no, no, really he, well done. He's already dead, Tony. He's the he's dead the man. Dead man. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. But it was well done, as opposed to getting him and putting him in a big match. Yeah. Um, with another veteran and it's it's a it's a disaster, let's face it. Yeah. And a surprise for the uh, live crowd, the gong. Yeah, hit, so not having him advertised, down. not having him advertised is obviously a risk, but um They could have held I was, Chicago later in the year. It would have been he'll fantastic. probably be there. But I was watching the show and it just Amid beatdown, uh, the lights went off. the The dong went, and not Joey Ryan's dong. The gong. The gong. gong. It's a yeah, gong, that's yeah, it. Not a yeah. Dong. <laughs> dong. It, it doesn't matter. It's, they're both the same. But uh, and then the Undertaker's in the ring. The crowd went nuts. Yeah. And everyone was everyone's talking. And Undertaker looked like a million bucks because he's working with, you know, um, Drew McIntyre, yeah. who can make him look good. Selling for him, you got a six foot five guy selling for him. It was fantastic. Yeah, choke slam, big boot, and a clothesline over the ring ropes, and then which leads you into the match you're looking forward to at Extreme Rules. Exactly, a tag team match now, Tony. Undertaker and uh, Roman versus fantastic 
Shane McMahon, the best in the world. Um, Andrew McIntyre. And the crowd, can I just point out, um, just going backwards a bit, the stomping ground, the crowd reaction and cheers for Roman Reigns was was large. I think when they've brought him back, not pushing him straight to the main event, it's made him the top guy again. Yep. And Seth's not the top guy. He's a placeholder. Yes. And Roman, when they're ready to put him into that main event, people are going to be ready for it and it's it's going to do money. All right, uh, Lyle, you attended World Series Wrestling last weekend. Uh, yeah, night one. On Friday night, was Friday it? Friday night, yeah. yep. Uh, How did my boy go, Royce Chambers? Royce Chambers. I uh, spoke to a few people in the crowd before the show, talked him up how much uh, well she has been uh, spreading the gospel of Royce Chambers. And from me personally, he was in the second best match of the night, uh, three-way match. It was with Sid Parker. Sid who's... Parker and Gabriel Eros from the Pariah. Um, phenomenal. They're in the yeah. second match on the card. Royce and Sid are absolute car crash worthy when they're in the ring together. And Gabriel, he won the crowd over with his muzzing out and his dancing. Oh, and he's he's good to find. You know, and unfortunately, you know, he suffered a broken nose mid match, but uh, it was good. Um, you know, Robbie Eagles was on the card, Tony. So you know, he said to say good day to you guys. Yeah, good day. You know, Disappointing we'll couldn't be Saturday. there to see him, but. No, I we'll said we'll see him on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah I, I thought it was really good. You know, good to great wrestling, top to bottom. And uh, the Philippe's, you know, our boys, Tony, previous guests, um, they, were, they were the match of the night with the Lucha Brothers, Penta and Phoenix. So. We could nearly claim most of Australian wrestlers now as our boys. We can. Yeah. There's a few we haven't had. Yeah. There's a few that we won't have. Still on the list and on the bucket list. Uh, a few we won't have. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a persona non gratis list. I don't know about yeah. you. Well, Why don't Tony's you talk got... to your good old personal, your close personal friend. Ta- so what about you help us? No, no, there's, there's people that we don't want to have. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Tony, like you've got that one guy on your list that we're trying really hard to Lockie. get. No, no, don't, don't spoil it. I'm trying to surprise for you before he leaves. You... Oh, that'd be a nice surprise for me. Yeah, yeah. That you'd be down for that, wouldn't you, Tony? Uh, what that's that? We'll, we'll make sure you're here, don't worry. We'll make sure you're here. We'll make sure you're here. on the grid. Oh, uh, maybe Lockie's into motorsport. <laughs> oh, no, please. He'd probably be the best car racer you've I'll ever seen. I'll find out. Uh, we all attended 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff on Sunday. You can read my review on Going Over Wrestling. I hope that should be up by now by the time... Uh, oh, it'll be up. Yeah, that'll yeah. be up. Uh, what do you think, boys? Uh, my review... I, I was happy. I was wrapped to be in the same room with him and all that sort of stuff. I was just, I was just a little bit disappointed that he just went to the Q and A so early. Yeah, and that was an hour and twenty of the show. Yeah, well, maybe they should have sold the show as a Q and A because after the uh, Dennis Rodman and Carmen, can we talk about that or just, you, just, you no, can you just say the story? No, you no, no, no you can definitely yeah. talk about that because I've got the image in my head and it'll never leave me. <laughs> well, I don't think that's pod, for podcasts. Some of those questions were. The drizzling shits. Yeah, there's a guy that's sitting in front of me. He's, he's a manager or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. That was a pop. That was moment. a highlight. He prefaced his question that he's a manager at his job. Well, and he, he gives, got a clap from the crowd, like "Well done." You <laughs> deserve even got it. Got a reference later on from Eric. Where yeah. He said, "Now, as a as you would know, being a manager in your job." <laughs> um, one guy, one guy asked a question for so long. That if Lyle hadn't been sitting next to me, I would have assumed he was the one asking the question. Yeah, it went for about thirteen I it was minutes. Andy I, th- Barr. I thought the night was over. 
Like, I thought it would be like, thanks for the question and good night, everybody. <laughs> nah, it, it was a good night. You know, obviously, Eric's a, a captivating. Very generous with his time in the... Uh in the the pre meet and greet, yeah, before definitely. the show, he spent you know a good ninety seconds with everyone well, having a chat, signing. Photos. You wouldn't leave like that's the, no, like he's, you got longer because you wouldn't well, leave. I just wanted to try and get some sort of guarantee that we're having our beer together. No, <laughs> I think you wouldn't. You held him up, Tony, because you got four Possibly. or five belts signed. You were one he, of those and, guys. And what show. a great start! He really healed it up. Did he came in with the Collingwood uh, <laughs> yeah. hoodie, sculling a beer? Yeah, I like that little story that he didn't. Realise, obviously, he's been gifted that from a fan from Australia, and then he took the selfie on the plane. And yeah. before the plane's even taken off, he's flown. Uh, he's getting the motherfucker. I think his his words by uh, everyone in Australia. Well. Um, yeah, and then there was one one nuffy in the crowd asked a question about who were the most important people in wrestling or something in the history of wrestling. Like, who yeah. did you get? No, did you catch a glimpse of who asked that? that? I thought that was a great question. Oh, the Mount. The Mount oh, I didn't Rushmore, say the question. The I didn't wrestling. say the question wasn't great. I just oh, said it was the, a nuffy that asked it. <laughs> uh, the Mount Rushmore of uh, wrestling. Who's yeah. the five heads? We might bring that up one day, Tony. I yeah, that's good. We could, we could do that. No, my I don't f- think. I don't think you could. Ch- I don't think people would change what he said though. So he's effectively. Some people he gave, would. He gave us Vince McMahon as number one. Yep. He gave us Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, and The Rock. And The Rock as his four. And then obviously he didn't say himself, but you'd throw him in at probably yeah. number two, I'd reckon, or three. Where would you put Russo? Oh, oh he'd geez, be he a solid eighty-seven. Like he'd be down in the the Grand Canyon somewhere, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottom. He'd be collecting the rubbish at the. So thank you, Eric Bischoff. Appreciate you coming down to Australia and sharing your time with us. And uh, yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, it was a it was a fun night. Friday, the twenty eighth of June, coming up this Friday, BCW in Melbourne with Johnny Impact or Nitro or Morrison or Mundo. He changes his name every oh, six okay, weeks, yep. Tony. Uh, Carlo Cannon also making his return to tag with Ken Shamrock. Gee, that's a early return for Carlo. Yeah, he's uh, got- yeah, he's not meant to be returning, but he got asked a favour by Ken, and so um, okay. hopefully he doesn't do too much. Great to have Ken Shamrock. Uh, back on our shores as well. Not great enough to get me to go. Yeah, okay. Uh, Saturday the 29th of June is the big one. New Japan Wrestling Southern Showdown at Festival Hall in Melbourne. This Saturday night, Festival Hall. Robbie Eagles taking on Will Ospreay for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. PCW Edition is on at Ferntree Gully. BCW takes its show to Max Watts in Sydney. Adelaide Championship Wrestling have a stacked card, including Sid Parker and Richie Taylor. Venom Pro Wrestling is on in Beanley in Queensland. AWF and EPW are collaborating for Supernova in Perth. You know who's over in Supernova? Who's that? Nope. In Perth. 99. Barbara Feldon, the She's still uh, lady alive. 99 and Get Smart. She's still yeah, alive. Really? She's over there for it. It would be fantastic. She'd be 99 now, wouldn't she? She'd be very close. <laughs> Hottest 99-year-old around, let me tell you. Easy. All right, Alan Mirren probably got her covered. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Sunday, June the 30th, New Japan Wrestling Southern Showdown goes to the Roundhouse in Sydney with Robbie Eagles, Jay White and Farley against Okada, Osprey and Tanashi in the main it event. Who? You forgot Tan- Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Sorry, Tanahashi. not Tanahashi. Yeah, Tanahashi. <laughs> uh, looking forward to seeing... The Melbourne one is being streamed. Fight TV, Fight Tony. TV. Yeah. Fight TV. The Sydney one? 
I don't. I think it'll be no. up on New Japan at a later date. Okay, cool. I think right. it's going to be three days for the Melbourne one to be on New Japan World. Yep. Because they've got their contract with Fight TV to live stream it. Yeah, so if you can't get to the show, you'll need to go to Fight TV to watch that yes. um, in Australia. If you've got an idea for a podcast, contact my podcast house. You can send us a, a Facebook message or you can also send us an email, mypodcasthouse at outlook.com or get it on us uh, here on the turnbuckle also through our Facebook page and we'll help you get on air. Boys, next week. Don't read the last line. I just didn't delete it from last week. <laughs> He's told you to stick to the run. So we'll be at um we'll be at new we'll be backstage at New Japan on Saturday. So we're gonna have a lot of interviews, hopefully from there. We're gonna have press conference stuff and all that. We're gonna, it's gonna be a pre a big big preview show. So yeah, right? well, we should have somebody. Yeah. <laughs> have somebody. I think I think we should do it right, Tony. We might interview the audience. Nah, fuck the audience. Yeah, I'm not a man of the people. No, oh, we know that's that. Clear. Don't we know that? <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes me. Great what should I like to them? Have for my company, fantastic. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> we'll have we'll, yeah, we'll have a couple of good names yeah, next week, um, provided that Tony doesn't get kicked out for yelling at someone backstage no, like I he did at MCW. Yes, leave yes. Signs yeah. And while she isn't rolling drunk, he will be rolling drunk. I'm going to be drunk now that he's yeah. unemployed. Okay. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm not officially unemployed. No, he, okay. He's an unemployed alcoholic. It's oh, different. It was, that's yeah, totally that's different. just a coincidence, Tony. Catch you next week, boys. Catch you Saturday at Festival Hall. Yes, buy me a beer if you see me. Yeah. Can, can I be, be invited smashed. next week if you guys go for coffee without me? Or? No. no. You work Tuesday mornings only. I'm sorry. Oh, I've got next Tuesday after that. That's another well, episode. We're doing reading on Wednesday next oh, week, unfortunately. That's another episode of On the Turnbuckle, wrecked up and locked in the can. Catch you next time, right here on mypodcasthouse.com. That was quick.